there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours. And you are listening to the award-winning... The best podcast in the entire world. For the Neighbourhood Rewatch. And welcome to the Neighbourhood this is a very special episode of the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast because we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, of course, I'm JK, your host of sorts, and we have Adam as well. Hi. Uh, but we also have uh, a gentleman called Tim J. Callahan here today. He's back! Yay! Now, Tim, I believe you do some other podcasts. Uh, you've been on podca- podcasts before, right? I've I've done the the odd appearance, yeah. The other parents. So yeah, it's thank you very much. I know that your podcast schedule is very heavy, and you love doing podcasts, and all your free time is devoted to doing podcasts. So thank you very much for spending some time on our podcast, the Neighborhood Rewatch Podcast. Uh, so what we do, it, it's it's a comedy podcast. It's 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 friends that sometimes talk about neighbors. Uh, so what we do, we rewatch episodes of Neighbours. So, so you're aware of this, Tim? This is a really fucking long joke. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watch these episodes on Daily Motion. Uh, there's a there's a channel on there called Neighbours UK Fans Forever, and we watch these episodes, and they spark the conversation. So feel free to join in at any time, Tim. Anytime, Tim. You're at, on this podcast. You're a friend of ours. You told Sweet. him it was a comedy podcast then, as well, didn't you? I did, yeah. Just so he knows. Just so he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on socials at watch neighbor on all the socials there uh should we just get straight into it and i think it's the best thing to do really so and just like i said just just go along with it tim uh so what is it home and away uh almost almost uh why did you watch home and away did you watch the episodes of those no 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 okay but so- I, I don't, why the why would i spend time watching soaps because they spark fun conversations like the one me and Adam have most weeks. <clears throat> cool. Not yeah, this I week, listened though. to it. Not this week. <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> so, first thing you've missed, Tim, is Tony yeah. and D. Oh, okay then. Tony and D got it, got it full on, out of nowhere. Did they have a right good fuck up. <laughs> they had a good old kiss up. It was a okay. very passionate kiss up. Um, Eyes open. Know, uh, Adam, you can. I I don't watch for that anymore. Uh, can you confirm or deny the eyes open thing? See, you should be watching because your eyes are always open, so you should True. be watching. Um, well, I I did watch for that. I do f- tend to watch for that a little bit more now than I once did, just to see if you are a, are a psychopath or it is actually out there. Turns out you are indeed a psychopath because everyone closes their eyes. <laughs> Otherwise, you're literally looking at. That like you're too close. It's weird. Um, am I a, am I a psychopath or am I a sociopath? Because I've just recently learned of the difference between these two. What is the difference? Got give us your version of what's different about these two things. Uh, so a psychopath is you're born wrong. Basically, you're you're that you're that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not want to hear the second option? No, go on. What's the second option? Uh, something traumatic has happened to you, which has then made you kind of wrong and damaged you in some sort of way. Something that has happened while you're in society. So, uh, so that means that you you were born a psychopath, and then you happen to us, which is which makes us sociopaths. 
Yes. You are the, you are our traumatic experience. <laughs> it's hard to I, tell with you. I like I say it quite a lot on here, you weren't always like this. <laughs> and I do I, I stand by it. If I've said it before, sorry everyone. But you have got worse. So maybe you're not a psychopath, maybe you're the other one. He's just becoming a, a, a greater expression of himself. Because you have known him all his life, basically. Yeah. So, like, no one is fully themselves when they're, like, four years old. Yeah. So, you know, like, how in Pokemon they, like, evolve into, like, the ultimate version of themselves? You've gone full Benjamin Button and you're going fucking backwards, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or you're just evolving into this fucking, like, I don't know, something that's been in toxic waste. And, it, <laughs> and like, what's happened? Maybe a bit like that. I don't know. What's that film? What's that film with James McAvoy in the M Night Shyamalan one, where he's got all the split? split. Yeah, uh, but then all these personalities are coming together to build his ultimate form. One. That's... Yeah, but I don't think you've got split personalities. You've got just one that's a knobhead. Like you're not. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, I will reach my ultimate. Form. Ultimate is up to the debate, I suppose. But um, so yeah, get back onto it. So, <laughs> Adam, I'm not keeping watching that because I'm keeping watching other stuff happening later on. So we'll get to that. There is other stuff. We'll get to that, Tim. Fucking we'll chill out. That. We've got a new catchphrase as well, Tim. Um, oh, no. But we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, me and Tony had a good old kiss up, and then they pretended like it didn't happen for about a week or so. Um, the writers might have forgot, we don't know. But there's a bridal fair in town on at Lassiter's. So Toadie works there as the concierge now. Uh, and Dia's just got loads of spare time in her hands, apparently, despite being a nurse. Uh, so they've dressed up as a bride and groom to help promote Lassiter's and all their bridal facilities. Um, Question for um, the new guy, Tim. Tim? Um did Grace go to any bridal fairs, anything like that in the run-up to it? Um, if she did, how did it go? Did you go? Any funny stories? What were they like? Short answer is probably no. It, it is no on this occasion. Like There were a few that that we looked at and like the, it was like months in, in advance or like it was advertised, but it was months ago. Um, I think she probably did for her sister's wedding that was only like a year ago. Um but yeah, boring answer is no. How influential was Grace's sister's wedding on your wedding? Uh, is there a lot that Grace has taken from that wedding and gone, yeah, we want to do that? Is there some or, parts? Yeah, or is it the, the opposite? Is there some parts she's gone, not fucking doing that? Like, do you know how you two felt about mine the whole time, the entire time? <laughs> Yours was fucking brilliant. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think there, there probably there will have been influence on from from that one, but your, from yours as well, of course. Like yours is really good. Um, but I think that second, it just helps the, the second one. Yeah, I don't even remember the first one. I was there. Were um, you? Were you invited? Were you old enough? Were you in the kids' bed? Yeah, <laughs> he was sat having jelly and ice cream at the, like, the, the little kids' table. I, to be fair, I, I think I, you were as well. I don't know what you're having. <laughs> It's having cheese sandwiches with the, with the kids. <laughs> I can't wait for your third wedding. That's that's going to be really good. <laughs> no, I think I told you this before. I enrolled at Berry College on on the day. 
I, I was literally like in shirt and tie and whatever it was I was wearing for the wedding. Went to Berry College where all these scroty teenagers were enrolling for whatever. And people were just walking past me thinking I was one of the teachers. Which is pretty good because at the second wedding, like there was a load of scropes there as well that just happened to be <laughs> the guests. I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, these things always influence your your perspectives. You you might have what? ideas for stuff. Does Gracie's sister listen to this podcast? I doubt it. Okay. What was the thing at that wedding when you thought, fucking hell, never, not on my watch? What was the one thing? It must have been one. I don't know. I, I think, I think the the room for the reception was maybe a little bit small, but then, it, like we we've just wanted something completely different anyway, and arguably ours is far too big. So, it, there was there wasn't actually anything wrong with that wedding. It was quite a, quite a nice wedding. There, there was like the, what they they did have. I'm going to let you both down here a bit. They did have this massive stand like. It was clearly just Googled sweets for wedding and had this massive, like, pick a mix thing available, and nobody touched it. So, bit of a waste of money. So, we're not doing that. No. Have you got, like, a stand that's, like, full of, like, I don't know, strippers? Because I can guarantee that that will get used. <laughs> strippers are like candy to Adam. <laughs> There, there is a there is a policy with the accommodation that there must be two people in every bed. So if you're not bringing anyone, Adam, they automatically provide a prostitute for you. So also, Excellent. if anybody ever gets out of the bed, leaving only one person, the stripper automatically appears out of the wall. So, Jay, if like if you want to give Peyton a nudge, just like go for a piss for a minute or shower, whatever, however long you need. Nudge her out, prostitute appears. Unfortunately, it does go both ways. So if you wake up in the middle of the night and you go for a piss, Peyton's going to have the time of her life. Yeah, Peyton's been kicking out of me out of bed constantly. <laughs> you could be forced to get gallons of water. I'm assuming on neighbours there aren't prostitutes coming out of the walls at, at these at this wedding fair. I don't think so. Get no, back to the wedding fair. Go on, let's tell okay, Tim no, about let's the wedding fair. Get back to the wedding fair. Um... So Steph and Stu were commenting about how how what a nice little couple they look together and how they act like husband and wife already. And she was like, "Yeah, fucking hell, they're like mum and dad." Uh, and D over here has a right go at Steph, going, "Who the fuck are you? Why are you putting Toadie?" She D has got this thing in the head going, "Why don't you think Toadie's good enough for me?" To everybody, like D knows she's slumming it a little bit because D's like super hot and Toadie's Toadie, so she knows she's slumming it. So she's Trying to make it like a bit of a crusade to go, yeah, so what? So what? I like Tony. He's a nice guy. Doesn't matter that he looks like a foot. It's <laughs> really hot. It's it's absolutely fine. So she has a massive go at Steph about it. Um, yeah, and she's just like, Tony, why do you keep on putting yourself down? Because he's arsing around at home. He still does a radio show. So he's a trained lawyer. He's still, he's still he has not around. done this radio sh- show for fucking years. And then all of a sudden, he's rehearsing the radio show in the kitchen. Yeah. So he's still <laughs> at a radio show. He's, got, he's a full-time concierge. He's a trained lawyer. And he's still got a radio show to go. And he's like, oh, what should we do for this phone-in topic? And he's asking Stu and Dee ideas. And Dee's like, oh, what about if you you know, you want to shag your friend and feel like you're, you're slumming it a little bit? And he's like, no, that's a bit of a shit idea. <laughs> 
And Dee just keeps on pushing Tony, going, why don't you talk to me? Why won't you talk to me about what happened? Uh, and eventually she just makes a move on him. And this is weird because Tony pulls away and goes, nah, that's fucking wrong, mate. Not having that. And just fucking storms off. Why does no one want to shag D? I don't get it. This is the second time in recent memory. She tried shagging Chu the other week. He was like, ah, fucking no chance, love. Sorry. Not having this. And then I no, should... but then the Ray the Army guy, you missed this, Tim. Ray the Army guy did want a shagger, but she had the shits. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was only last week. It's probably only yesterday in neighbor's land. So Tony's like, whoa, hang on. Your sheets are still in the washing machine here. Come on. (laughs) I want you to fart right in front of me and show me the inside. G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. So Tony's like, oh, why, why are you trying to change things? I like things the way they are. Uh, so why are you trying to change it? And he just fobs her off. Uh, D then can, uh, confides in Libby about Tony, just being a mean boy, basically. She's sulking in the park, and Libby's like, "What? what's up, D? And she's like, boy's been mean to me. Boy won't shag me. And Libby's like, oh, fucking hell, D. Whatever. <laughs> and that's where we leave it. Tony just wants no part of it at all. Well, so much so that he's looking for a new place to live. Oh, yeah, he's been secretly, he's been looking through the paper and circling ones without, um, Dee's like, what do you mean? We're not living together. He's like, don't want to live here. You've just tried to, you, you keep on coming on to me. And I can still smell the shit from your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's that, how's that going to get resolved? What's going to, what's going to convince Tony that Dee's worth taking a chance on? I don't know, because I thought that that was going to be it. Like, I thought all that bridal fair shit was going to be the thing that makes him think about it. And he obviously does like her, but he obviously is... It's a bit Beauty and the Beast syndrome at the moment. He don't think he's good enough because she's smoking hot and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know what's going to be the next thing to make him go, oh, actually, I think the writers are going to forget about it again for another week. Um, And then... I don't know, something else. I don't know. Well, uh, well, you'll have to tune into next week and see. Or you can watch the episodes on Daily Motion. Uh, that's Daily Motion, Tim. Neighbours UK fans forever. Just in case you want. Oh, what was that? You, YouTube? What? <laughs> Coming soon to Amazon Freebie. Whatever that fucking is. Uh, right, next thing I want to talk about. And like I said, I'm keeping watch here. I'm keeping watch. Uh, over the last... Over the last couple of weeks, Tim, it's been very worrying. We've nearly had to reform the pedo watch. There's been a lot of worrying signs going on. With everyone, it's not officially reformed as of yet, but everybody's on high alert. It's five to midnight, shall we say. Uh, which it is for these pedos as well. That's a joke about penis position. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Because you start off at six o'clock and then you... Oh, don't fucking explain it, you fucking knob. Come on. 
Right, why why are we on on uh, high alert? Well, what what you know when they do like the terror levels and it's like amber or what what alert are we on here for pedo watch? Uh, we're on summer alert. Okay, yeah, because uh, and this is very strange as well because this is not just pedoing; it's reverse pedoing. Go on. So so <laughs> so what happened is here is that so summer uh is was the is the token little girl on the show. Uh, fated the other week for no reason. Uh, Token little girl. How old is she? I'm fucking weirded out already. I don't know. Eight, nine. She's about like ten that. years old. Yeah, she runs. She gets about on a bike, just around the street. Completely, completely uh, unsupervised. Uh, so she fainted the other week. Uh, Carl's like, oh, it could be epilepsy. It could be this. Don't know yet. Whatever. The writers haven't thought of what it's going to be yet, or they might. <laughs> so we'll deal with that in a couple of weeks. But she is milking this for all it's worth. Uh, so she keeps on pretending to fate to Lou uh, to get ice cream and shit out of him. Uh, and then she keeps on bugging Drew. She's trying um, to get shit out of Lou. There is some food poisoning going around the streets, and we'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. There has been some food poisoning. <laughs> uh, and Drew is the one who found her when she fainted, so she's been a little bit in love with Drew. Uh, so she keeps on showing up to the garage. And like I said, this is a strange case of reverse pedomy because she's grooming him at the moment. She is pretending to faint. <laughs> she is. She is pretending to faint. Uh, sometimes, you know, he didn't notice at first. She she went up to the garage and she pretended to faint and he was too busy working on the car and she's like, oh, for fuck's sake, went off. Uh, she shows up at his house later, unannounced, and goes, oh, do you want to go out and do this? And he's like, no. I'm this is so out. weird. I'm just on my lunch break and she pretends to faint again. Um, and then she's like, "Fancy a shag? Uh, what is happening?" <laughs> no, but you so just hold me in your arms, Drew. Oh God, the writers need fucking burning. What's happening? Yeah, and she she only feels safe in Drew's arms. So Drew's like, "Well, okay, I'll just hold you then." But yeah, he doesn't know it quite yet. But he is being groomed by this ten year old. He is a fucking dope, though, isn't it? And everyone is because it's so obvious she's fucking faking it. Across the board, she's faking it. She wants to go to the bridal fair, fakes it. Doesn't want to go to school, fakes it. Wants some lemonade, fakes it. Wants some ice cream, fakes it. Quite likes Drew, because he's Drew Kirk, let's remember. Fakes it. She's just faking Like Every so often, she'll just faint. She just drops like that, gone. It's like, it's clearly bullshit. Why are people, like, falling for this shit? Yeah, Drew, Drew, like you said, Drew is a bit of dope. He's lovely, but he is a little bit of dope, isn't he? Uh, he knows about cars, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so, yeah, he's the victim in all this. Um, so, we, like I said, we've not fully reformed it, but we are on the watch just in case. Just that We are ready to go at a moment's notice. If she tries to pedo Drew next week, we'll be right back on it again. Our watch has not yet ended. <laughs> we'll it never will. It never will end. No. no. Because, uh, you know, we're watching them. Because they're watching them. <laughs> oh, we're bad. Be sure yeah. that coming soon. Don't worry. Adam came like before you got on the podcast earlier. Adam came up with a fucking cracking T-shirt for this subject. I, I don't know whether this was something you've said just in passing before in the, or in the last few weeks when I've not been here. Can't remember what we were talking about, but you were like, "Oh, we better check the watch." Fucking a. Check the watch. Logan. Tim wants to check the watch t-shirt. Check the watch? What's that about? 
I don't get that. If Pedo works without saying Pedo, you're like, oh, better check. check no, I, I think people will want the T-shirt to say, listen, I'm part of the Pedo watch. I don't think they yeah, want you to... Have the, you have the Pedo watch, like, police badge logo. Yeah, the official the official logo. signal one now as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am looking at getting one erected in the town square. I don't want to know what you're erecting in the town square, you fucking pedo. <laughs> uh, and from that, we'll move on to all the hijinks going on with the schoolies right now. There's lots of schoolies happening, all doing teenage school, boy and school girl shit. Uh, Tani, who is the... Uh, well, as, as someone referred to her as the school scrubber, Someone did call the school scrubber in this week's episodes. It was good. So yeah, she's the school <laughs> scrubber. Take from that what you will. Uh, she nicks Delta Goodrum's book. Delta Goodrum's just getting about, just reading a book in the hall. Did Tim know Delta Goodrum had, had arrived? I don't know, I actually. Like, I feel like she might have done like the, the last time I was here. She like, arrived, then she fucked off to ago. China for a month, and now she's back again. Okay, the 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 her being back thing I was not aware of. Yeah, so she's back. Uh, yeah, she was reading a book and Tiny's like, mine, thanks, dickhead. And Della Gooden was just like, well, you're a school scrubber, so I'm not going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tiny gives it to Shell as a late birthday present because it's, I don't know, it's written by some Irish guy or it's, a, it's set in Ireland, whatever the story is, uh, as a late birthday present. And she's like, oh, why doesn't Connor read it to you in his Irish accent? And Shell's like, that's a great fucking idea. Maybe we'll do that. And Connor's obviously fuming about that because he can't read. Uh, Tani's also faking that her mummy's ill as well to get sympathy from Shell. Because Connor's like, Tani's a fucking dick. She's a right fucking scrubber. And Shell's like, oh, yeah, but her mum's dying or something. So, you know, I'm going to be nice to her. And he's like, no, she's a fucking dick. Uh, Which Boyd and Saxon (laughs) call her out on. Uh, Boyd is Summer's sister. No, no, brother. The other one. <laughs> the other one. The other. The other one. Uh, and Saxon is uh, moved into where the Hancocks live. Uh, he does have a mother, apparently, but she's never there. Uh, so it looks like he's kind of home alone in it at the moment as well. Uh, yeah. So they called Tani out. Uh, Connor confronts Tani. I was like, "Listen, I'm sick of this bullshit. This ends right now." And she's like, "No, it doesn't end." And in fact, you're going to give me a little kiss right now. Uh, Cheeky little kiss, up. Yeah. He's just like, no, you're going to give me, a, give me a little kiss right now. And he's like, I'm not going to give you a kiss. She's like, you give me a fucking kiss right now. And kind of, he doesn't know what to do. So he just fucking kisses her. He's like, oh, shit, she's, she's outplayed me here. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's holding all the cards. Um, so he kisses her. And she's like, right, let's keep that a secret, shall we? Uh, now I've got something... And she's got something else on Connor now as well. Uh, The fact that he can't read, and now the fact he's kissed her as well, uh, with a very mild threat. Uh, Joe doesn't see this kiss, Joe Scully. He doesn't see it, but he does see them hanging together at the park, and is a little bit sus. Because he's he's driving past and goes, whoa, whoa, wait, is that the school scrubber? That's that fucking school scrubber, isn't it? What's she up to? Oh, she's fucking scrubbing about with with Connor. I better keep an eye on that. He's a good old scrub up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like the, the school scrubber character is a really underutilized idea in TV and film. There was always at least one school scrubber. Who was yours, mm. Tim? At your school? 
I wouldn't want to name names, but her name was Nicola. Um... <laughs> so was ours. <laughs> <laughs> I only went out with her for about a month as well. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it probably you know she probably had it all scheduled in to get through everybody. I imagine. Well, I got through everyone, so there's a little bit of me oh, being a scrub as well. Were so. you the school scrubber? <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's why you had to keep on moving. That explains it. <laughs> explains it all now. He blamed political unrest, but no, it was just the, the shit, he was, all the schooly shit he was kicking off at school. You're scrubbing about. Scrubbing about. <laughs> Tim, we don't want no scrubs on this podcast. No. <laughs> You had a chance to get rid of me. You know that's the name of this week's episode, right? No scrubs. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Right down. It's written down, it's in it's in stone now. Um yeah, so Joe's always on the you know, Joe's always suspicious. He never he never lets up. So he, he he's seeing something fishy going on here. Uh and Connor's like super jumpy around Tarny now, uh, because she's attached to Shell's hip. Uh, Shell has her hair done quite nicely because Lynn's doing something for the bridal fair. So doing Shell's hair, doing Tiny's hair and doing Delta Goodrum's hair. Uh, and Shell's like, oh, do you like my hair? He's like, oh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, but I'm going to go now because I don't like Tiny. And she's really pissed off him for that. It's It's got to come out next week. It's got to blow up soon. We thought it would blow up this week, but it hasn't yet. It's uh, got to come out in the next, next week's episodes. How many... Uh... Depends how much how many episodes we watch, I suppose. What do you what do you think for next week? I think if we watch maybe I think you're in a number between one and five. One would be too little. Yeah. Two wouldn't be enough. Right. Three would be maybe too 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 short. Yeah. <laughs> four would probably four, almost four would be, be enough. Yeah, four would almost be enough. And five I think it'd be just right. Should we just do five then? Should we do five? Do five yeah. Let's talk about the ego. Tim, I'm sure you're desperate to hear what he's been getting up to. Uh, which has not been it. a lot. Which has not been a lot, to be honest. It's kind of become the penny show now. Uh, but we do see a glimpse of it at the end of today. So the coffee shop is dead uh, because there's been food poisoning going around. Everyone's had the shits. Uh, these had them, Penny's had them, Toadie's had them. Everyone's been shitting through the Ivan needle. And in which the, is local- the exact opposite of your shit. Like yours is like theirs. Theirs is like that horrible kind where it's just spraying everywhere. Yours is full on dropping bombs in it. <laughs> it's not like dropping a bomb on a needle. <laughs> uh, and the cafe is dead because of this. Because Penny has protested a little bit too much to to, to punters in there, saying, "Oh, it's not come from us. We're really clean, and we wash our hands, and we we rotate our food and." Um, and then it, it comes out as well that in the local gossip paper, I don't know who's writing the gossip paper now. Uh, Madge was doing the agony ant thing back in the day, uh, but someone's done like a lo- little gossip one and said, "Oh, by the way, if you've got the shits, it's probably because of a, a local cafe from uh, a fat jolly man." Not naming in any names, but uh, just so you're aware. So it's completely fucking dead. So Penny takes it upon herself to go right. I'm going to drop up some business. There's a wedding fair in town. I've got some wedding gear. I'm going to drum up some business. She has got some wedding gear, but it's not any old wedding gear. It's, it's slutty wedding oh, gear. It's the best wedding gear. Like, D's <laughs> there earlier, 
dressed as a full bride, looks fabulous, brilliant, full on classy and everything. Penny comes out, dirty slutty bride. Yeah, and that brings business in. And yeah, the coffee shop's full again. And she's like, oh, let's, she's making up names for all these sandwiches and stuff and giving them food and coffee while they look through brochures. And yeah, the, the tills are a ringing. And but all this, Darcy gets a right shop when he comes in for a coffee. He's like, fucking hell, you're in a wedding dress. And she's like, yeah, you know, for when we get married, he's like, I'm not getting fucking married. Fuck that. Uh, and Penny's like, oh, that's that, that's funny. Uh, and she doesn't take this very well at all. And Darcy's at pains to say, I am not getting married. Uh, I've been there. I've done that. Not happening again. Um, and Penny gets more and more disheartened. By this, she's going. She says she's fine, but we know she's not. Uh, she kind of sadly takes off the the slutty wedding dress, just kind of slumps it down, and you're like, "Oh, she's all sad about this." No, uh, she's naked. Oh no! <laughs> I think he is going to ask her to marry him, though. I don't know because what happens next is that we get a glimpse of the old Darcy, uh, new character so, Tim, new character alert. So. He bumps him to a, a hot blonde at the pub, just like he did with Penny. It's basically the same scene playing out again. He bumps into this woman at the pub uh, and she's hurt her ankle and he's like, oh, don't worry, the surgery's over here. I'll come look after your ankle. Brings her back. Carl's like, fucking hell, you're bringing another one back. Jesus Christ. He's like, Carl, fuck off. Go find your wife. Uh, leave, leave us to it. Uh, and then, so he, yeah, he straps her up. <laughs> <laughs> straps her up. Uh, and she's like, oh, let me take you back to the pub to say thank you for this. Uh, so they're getting on famously at the pub. Uh, I'm in a good old flirt up. And she just goes, right, I'm staying at the hotel. Do you want to come back for a shag? She does. <laughs> Out of fucking nowhere. They've literally not even finished the pudding. No. And she's like, do you want to come back for a shag? And Darcy's like, oh, uh... see, like it's all playing out like it did with Penny. Uh, but then at the end, he's like, oh, actually, no, I, I don't think I should. She kisses him and he doesn't quite kiss her back. Um, I think he actually has his eyes open, which is a telltale sign that someone's not really kissing right and not really into <laughs> it. Uh, and this hot blonde woman, who is called Cindy, by the way, uh, is really, really pissed off about this. She's like, for fuck's sake, I fucking faked running into you. hurting my ankle. I've told, I've, I've flirted with you. I've told you I've got a hotel room. I've told you I'm dirty. What more do you want? And she just fucking storms off. I've got a prediction here. I've, I this is not my third ep- first episode of Neighbours. Tim, it might be yours. <laughs> <laughs> but this no, is not, not even. I haven't watched it. This this hot blonde who was bumped into Darcy will hundred percent turn out to be Penny's sister. And Correct. He fucking he definitely is. I definitely. I, I can see it's just coming a mile off can absolutely see it because she's yeah. really pissed off. She storms off. He's going to try and make up to her. Because we've men- Penny's mentioned the sister as well at this yeah. point. She's another hot blonde. Uh, Darcy's going to get himself in a lot of trouble, I think. So I think he's he, he, he doesn't like being seen as a bad guy. So he's going to go back to this woman and go, listen, I would fucking shag it. I'd absolutely destroy you. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in doing that, he's going to get himself in trouble with Penny. And I think this could be the end for, for Penny and Darcy, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, He's not done anything wrong yet, though. 
No, but he will do. I think he'll he'll trip himself up. Um, I mean, I suppose when you're in that situation, you've got to ask yourself: this is either worth sticking around for, or if it's going to end eventually, at least dangle the idea of a threesome because don't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. And then he'll lose. And then he'll lose, yeah. Because I'm, yeah, because they are sisters, Tim. Um... <laughs> Sounds like Tim's going to be dangling an idea of his own <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Jade doesn't know the difference between brothers and sisters, so his, his situation could get very difficult. <laughs> Okay, so we got one more storyline to, to talk about, Tim. We're, we're wrapping this up. Uh, they, to be fair, these podcasts usually go on this long, Tim. I'm perfectly honest. Uh, we, we like to cover most of the major storylines going on. Uh, and the last one we want to talk about is uh, the Amnesia storyline. Susan's gone missing, by the way. Uh, okay, she's still, we're still doing this. Fucking hell. Yeah, she's, uh, yeah, oh yeah, this is going for, this is going for a long time. Uh, she fucked off. She wasn't booked for the last couple of weeks, so she's fu- she's she's gone missing. Everyone's been trying to find her. Uh, Libby and Drew have been out to farms. Uh, the police came around. They had a look in her bedroom. She wasn't there. They were all shit out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> the police are just like literally sniffing around trying to pick up a scent. <laughs> but don't worry, they've got a detective on the case now. A fully fledged detective. He's got a moustache and everything. Yes, he, he looks like your typical ITV detective. He's got the heart. He's got the mustache, uh, and he basically thinks Carl's killed her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is his line of inquiry. He's gone well, missing wife. Uh, looked at the husband, just getting about his day. Going, yeah, he's obviously killed her. Uh, not, not she's the detective has not gone out looking for this for this missing person at all. He's just now firmly deciding, and he believes that. Kyle has killed her and buried under the patio. It's that, that is his thought now, definitely. Yeah. So he he quizzes uh, the Scullies, like, oh, do you know, were, were, they, are they, were they happy in their relationship? Was everything okay? And they're like, yeah, they're, they're fine. Like everything's great. I'm surprised no one brought up the affair. To be honest, I thought that's where it was I going. I thought that was where it was going as well. And he's yeah. going to go, hmm, affair, eh? Uh, and then they asked, they they asked Drew and Libby as well, and they're like, yeah, no, everything's fine. He's like, mm, I don't think so. I think she's pretty dead. If I'm honest. <laughs> Uh, I think you should be getting, getting a funeral dress pretty soon. Uh, and, and even pretty much rest Carl at some point as well. He's in the surgery and like, do you want to come down to the station? He's like, do I have to? And he's like, yeah, you do. So they cut him out in front of all these, all these patients, take him down to the station, uh, which he's understandably fuming about. They question him for a bit and then they have to release him because they've not got any evidence that he's killed her at this point. Um, so he cheers himself up by playing golf with Lou and Joe and Lynn. Uh, they have a good old golf up. Uh, and then they go back to the pub afterwards for a slap-up meal. And Carl's like, oh, thanks for this. This has been, this is lovely. This has really taken my mind off killing my wife. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but just as he's saying thank you, he gets a phone call. It's from the police. And they're like, Susan's booked for next week. And he's like, fuck, Susan's back. And that's where we leave it. Susan is back. Where's she been? On holiday somewhere. Literally on holiday. Like, this is weird because last time when we did the last last week's one, um, like Drew and Libby went looking for her and they found her old high school boyfriend out on his farm and he gave like that look like, 
I fucking killed her as well. Like she's she's tied up in the barn or something. He's not even been these episodes this week at all. Drew and Libby have come back. They're back in Ramsey Street. No word about Susan whatsoever. So she's not tied up at a farm. She's back at her house. Yeah, they've they dangled that storyline just in case they wanted it. Yeah. They've just and then yeah. haven't done it. Yeah, literally just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks, aren't they? I don't know. Do you think Susan has come back or it's another woman claiming to be Susan <laughs> or just something ridiculous? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Are we, are we not at the point now where they're like, oh, well, we, we kind of run this amnesia thing into the ground. She's just going to be back and she's going to be fine. She's going to... It'll take her 10 seconds to, to say, basically, so I went and saw my old boyfriend, bumped my head on something, came to my senses and came back. It's I wouldn't be surprised. Possible. It's very possible that's what's happened. But what what it's done, though, I think, like, I'm eager to watch the next five episodes to find out. Only five? Yeah, only five, yeah. Probably just do five. Yeah, just five, yeah. It's a sensible amount. But, yeah, what has Susan been up to? Uh has she had Zoom calls booked with the DJ? Has she recently moved house and they've not built the street yet that the house is, is on? Uh, <laughs> they set up some sort of new dial-up internet at the house and she's had to be there to sort that out. Uh, can she just not be asked? What? <laughs> we'll find out next week. We'll find out next week. Uh, Tim, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, my my pleasure. Uh, I believe you've got a novel coming out soon. No, nice. we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, Tim, you've been a very good friend. We've missed you a lot. Uh, yeah. I, don't I have know. missed you too. Oh, thank you. There we go. I was I was hoping you'd say that, but I was letting you dangle for a second. But yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. It's a lot black now. Yeah, it's a lot more fun making fun of you to your face. <laughs> you know what though? I I have thoroughly enjoyed listening to you two rip me to shreds, and Grace has listened a little bit as well, and it's been fucking brilliant. So, have you actually been listening? I didn't listen to the last one, but I have listened to the others. Yeah, thanks Tim. <laughs> thanks Tim. <laughs> it's so much better it. when I'm not here. I don't know what what you want me here for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Adam, thank you as well. Um, You're all right as well, Ad. And <laughs> um, thank you very much. You've both been good friends. We've watched some good neighbours. Um, we're going to watch five more episodes of Neighbours.